Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Building Partnerships, Health Plans, and Community-Based Organizations. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on April 4, 2018. In this podcast, Lori Peterson, who works at Collaborative Consulting, discusses strategies for building healthcare partnerships. I'm thinking here I don't need to convince um, anybody that's sitting in on this webinar um, that the space between what is in the system of health and healthcare and what could be uh, has room to narrow. And that these transitions that I've listed, listed, uh, listed here, the movement from more is better to better is better, from organizational incentive to system incentive, and from my patient to our population, regardless of how you identify with that individual, whether it's a patient, member, beneficiary, client, or consumer, and that a style from control to influence, especially as we start talking about partnerships, these transitions can be accelerated and need to be accelerated if we're really going to be working in this intersection between what is and what could be. So from our work, we've been working in that intersection for about the last eight years and, and specifically focused on the design and implementation of effective cross-sector partnerships and I'm using the word effective intentionally. And what we've witnessed is that these partnerships have the potential to activate a better system of health, um, and they're an especially effective conduit in addressing the social determinants, which are really widespread in numerous communities. But with two, two big takeaways here. One is a reminder that partnership is, is not the goal, it's the strategy to reach the goal. And I think sometimes we, with all the information, everything in the literature these days about the need to partner, um, we get confused that that's not the end goal. The end goal is actually improvement to the health and healthcare delivery system, and that partnership is a strategy. Um, second, next slide, please. Second takeaway is that there is, unfortunately, no big playbook that exists for partnership development. Um, and that there's lots of toolkits, there's case studies, there's inspiration to pull from, but there is not a standard playbook. Um, and what we've seen, the reason is because the class of challenges that these partnerships are coming together to address, they move beyond a complicated problem to one that's complex. And you can't really solve a complex problem by using the same kind of strategy that you would to solve a complicated problem, regardless of how we would like to do that. And, and in the nature of complex, you're working with multiple factors, um, multiple relationships, the interplay between those factors, how they influence each other, and they're constantly changing. I mean, think about it for a minute. Improving the health of a population, yes, it takes access to high-quality health care, but it's also significantly influenced by economic conditions, um, housing or lack thereof, psychological well-being, nutrition, all of this bucket that we're, we're calling the social risk factors or social determinants of health. And those are changing all the time, constantly. So there's no real bypassing the work that's required in understanding your, your own environment, your own local market, um, what might work within your organization, but also across a network of organizations, and the willingness to experiment. 
So that I say that to, it really needs to be considered as you start the design and implementation of these partnerships. But next slide, please. We have seen in our work over the last several years themes, or some people might call these conditions, that you can you can start to consider as you think about your partnership work. And the first one being leadership. Everybody leads with this, but. I'm really talking about leadership that's way beyond being a champion for partnership, but leadership that's willing to take a very active role in numerous phases of partnership development, all the way from, from launch to um, implementation and design to sustainability. I'm also talking about a leadership that adopts a style, and this goes back to influence versus control. So understanding the awareness of the entire system and the relationships at every layer that are involved and has the ability to activate and maintain change, not only within their own organization, but across a network of partner organizations where the typical hierarchy for getting work done doesn't exist. So we find that systems, the system leadership is a nice framework. The second one is financial. Um, and this a lot of these partnerships are being funded by grants to get them off the ground and started, but if you think about a grant, that's a short-term financial mechanism, and the work of partnering is a long-term endeavor. So, so really looking at the finance mechanism early on, early in the design phase, and, and also the case, what's the financial case for partnership? Who's, who has the most to benefit? Who bears the risk? Um, how does the partnership get, get designed with multiple, to align multiple incentives across multiple stakeholders? Um, I'm going to rush through some of these. So design, that's another piece, and this is often an underestimated area of focus. Um, so if you think about your own organization has an org chart, your partnership organization has an org chart, you also need an org chart for the partnership. Um, how is work going to get accomplished among multiple organizations? How is communication going to happen? Um, and so forth. And then market conditions, and then I'm just going to pause here on the capacity. So we, the capacity building that we've seen has been very focused at the community-based organization level. There's, there's numerous foundations, um, the SCAN Foundation, the Colorado Health Foundation, the Moran Community Foundation, you're going to hear from a couple of those uh, grantees in just a moment that are funding capacity building for community-based organizations to build skills and, and, and assets to partner more effectively with the healthcare sector. Because we work on the other side of the equation as well, um, that capacity building goes both ways. If you think about the capacities to deliver effective cross-sector partnerships, they don't really come naturally to organizations that have been accustomed to working in what we call silos. So as one healthcare executive put it to me, hospital CEO said, you know, we, we too need to work on our capacity to partner with organizations that we don't know and understand a lot about. So I, that, that capacity building, the capacity building to partner, um, very important for success of the partnerships. So last slide, please, and this will be my, my final one here. But so where do you get started? Um, and this, this is, is in the assessment. So assess first. And if you 
take yourself through a comprehensive assessment, you're likely going to address all of those conditions that I just started to uh, briefly talk about. Um, but we, we've developed um, an organizational readiness assessment that's been used in a variety of ways. It has um, the six domains, so adaptability and change readiness, leadership and governance, operations and management, financial and business acumen, program and service redesign, technology systems, and data literacy. And this has been um, utilized in many of the foundation work that we've done to assess readiness at the community-based organization level. We've also now started to use it as health plans and health um, hospitals and health systems start to look at who's in the market at the community level and how do we start to assess their readiness for partnership and to deliver, especially as volume most likely increases. Um, and then it could, we also, which there's an example here, we also did a redesign of this assessment for the Aging and Disability Business Institute, which is on the public domain. So assess first in getting started. Assess your population, assess and understand the market, and then probably the most important, which I just spent a little bit of time on, is your organizational self-assessment to really um, pinpoint do you have the desire um, and the skills and capacities to be a capable partner. So I'm going to turn it over. There's two other slides here. I would recommend taking a look at one more last slide here. If you get an opportunity, these are very notable results that we've seen from some of the partnerships. Two of the community-based organizations that I've highlighted here were actually part of um, the foundation work that you're going to hear from the next two presenters. But these, I think, are pretty notable um, and speak to the opportunity for partnerships to really start to make a difference in them improving the system of health and health care. Thank you for listening. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to helping beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations in care models. To learn more about our current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care.